everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of The Point. It's exciting. January 29th and on. If you are continuing on with your New Year's resolutions, you are winning. If you've dropped your New Year's resolution, it's never too late to pick it back up. One of the things you can ask yourself is, why did I pick that New Year's resolution to begin with? And, uh, and if you're still doing the be new behavior for that resolution, it's a wonderful time to continue remembering why. If you don't know why, you're only going to get so far. So today you're going you're gonna to learn something you may already know, but you're going to learn and have an opportunity to hear a little bit more about motivation and making sure that you're moving in a bit toward something you want at least as much as preferably greater than you are moving away from something. Because moving away from anything is awesome. Moving away from a hot flame, man, that happens fast, right? Mentally, we know move away from something hot. Now, I like to say, uh, you, you, may, you may think this is crazy, but I love eating hot food. If you know anyone that loves eating hot food, challenge you to ask them if this is what the deal is. But there's a mentality that says, ooh, it's getting hot, you know? And there's a panic that can come over, that you can, that can come over your, your, your body, your mind, your, your physiology just wants to panic and repel because we're trained that heat is something to repel from. If you realize and work in your mind that, okay, this is as bad as it's going to get, you, could, you can breathe in more oxygen to make it a little bit worse and know that it's not going to get worse. It might feel a little different in its sensation, but this is as bad as it's going to get, and it will get better. Then there's not the same trigger to want to move away as much. Either way, we're only motivated so far when we're moving away, and we're very motivated when we're moving toward. People who struggle with esteem, with caring for themselves, with negative self-talk, with a lot of other things, might find that moving towards something is gets sabotaged or there's a framework built around not, not allowing something new to happen. And there's ways to unpack and unwind those things that will help you become more toward motivated. And if that's you, drop me a line and set, get a link so that you can book some time and you can learn ways to quickly, easily move away from and move towards something you want and start embracing the idea of what you do want. Now, today, what you're going to learn and what you're going to hear about is something about base repeatables. You may have heard that affirmations don't really work. You may have heard that affirmations are bunk. This has been covered in a couple of previous episodes, but we're going to go a little bit deeper and take an angle on base repeatables and affirmations that's slightly different and is very clear in Designing Strengths uh, book and workbook. So very, very simple to the, the way we design strengths and that we use these short-term goals in a very specific way and find some base repeatables to say over and over and over that address the foundation of who we are, who you are in the best 
version of yourself that also addresses that also addresses that foundation and it also addresses the, the overarching goal that you're looking to achieve. And it's a short statement that's very specific to you. That is an action statement or a behavioral statement or a an idea to continue and make sure that you can do consistently that just breathes excellence and repetition and consistency and success. So we'll dig into that a little bit. Sometimes when I go through that, I feel like I've already given you everything you need, but we're gonna go a little bit deeper because things that I, that, that I tend to sometimes think are simple, you give me feedback and say, no, dig deeper on that because what's simple to you it's not always simple to everyone else. I'm surrounded by people that are extremely analytical and super smart with numbers and immediately come up with answers to, to really complex situations mathematically and in spreadsheets and other things. And that's, and, and, and that's, not, that's, that's not something that is natural for me. And it amazes me. And they'll think something's really simple. I go, no, 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 really? I... I really want to hear everything you're saying so that I can understand how maybe I can get there and adapt to that. So you're going to learn a little bit about how to drive culture, a desired culture into an organization, how to assume the best in others, how to assume the best situation of how to, of making that happen. And key to that is learning to measure values. You might have heard before that what we measure, we will grow or we will improve. And I, you know, that, that's something common in business and leadership is thinking that if it's not measured, it won't be paid attention to. But anything that we measure as a goal, you will end up paying attention to. So there's some of that. And we, you might ask, how do you move values? What's the importance of moving values? Doesn't everyone really know what they're supposed to do and how to do it and on a, on a, on a cultural level? You, you've, you've heard me, you may have heard me talk about integrity before and talking about integrity. A lot of people say, oh, integrity is simple. Just do the right thing. And it's, and I, I, I will share consistently and that you, you are, you are absolutely best off to learn now and quickly that integrity at least has two fragments to it, two sections to it, if not three. And I'll, I just stick with the two, and you can learn today the idea of sticking to integrity as a morality that you're choosing, a right or a wrong. Uh, some people like to just stick to the golden rule of treating others as you would want to treat yourself. That's, that's, that's a fair statement. That can also shift culturally if you're in areas where, you, where one thing, it may be okay to treat people in one way and mutually treat each other that in another culture isn't appropriate. And all that's great. The idea is, is for you to also consider, is what I am doing, what I'm behaving in, strengthening or weakening the relationship or the program or the situation? Are we strengthening or weakening? Are we multiplying or diminishing? Um, as Liz Wiseman would say from her book, Multipliers, like, is... The behavior that you're putting forth is the action you're putting forth full of integrity and binding whatever it is you're doing and strengthening something that you're doing. Important question. So an important 
not such a question to ask and answer, important question to measure, important measurement to consider when you're wanting to make sure that you're driving the value of integrity into a culture. So, base repeatables over affirmations. I've heard people say that affirmations don't work. A lot of, a lot of new thought is saying, you know, that affirmations are a waste of time and all these other things. And I will tell you that I believe affirmations work. I believe affirmations are extremely useful. And I also believe that affirmations are oftentimes a much longer, more tedious and cumbersome way to change something. Doesn't mean there's not a place for them. And you can learn if you do it well, what the use is of an affirmation and how to do it. And the use of an affirmation that still works today that you can test and prove for yourself is that if you have some form of negative thinking that you're using, and if you notice that something or a behavior that's happening in order to counter that behavior and you know about it, you have the awareness and your effort is to want to change it. There is a technique of doing the opposite, countering the behavior of the thought 10 times as fast as possible, and you will then counter the negative effect of that thought, word, or behavior, or phrase, or behavior. So if you say, I'm so unhappy right now, and what you want to affirm is that you are really happy. Right? You're making a choice to be unhappy about a situation. You can immediately stop and say, I am happy right now. This situation does not, does not have power. I have power over the situation. I have choice. I am at freedom of choice. That's a lot of things to say at once. But then you can work on narrowing that if it's something that's happening consistently. You can narrow that to, I am at choice to be happy today. And right now and in every moment of my life, I am happy and that choice to be happy every minute of every day of my life. I have the power to be happy and choose happy. However you want to say that, say it 10 times over and over and over doing something, doing the reverse of what you had done that you don't want to do. That will intentionally begin to reprogram and give you a leg up. Now that's great, but that is very laborious and cumbersome. It's a great tactic for you to use should you be faced with one of those really annoying, repetitive thought processes that you just can't get rid of, right? If when you have that happen, you use that as a trigger to say this instead, right? Say something really positive instead. Works like a charm. When people say affirmations do not work, what they mean is, is that I am happy and beautiful and kind and loving. And while I'm walking around angry and upset, <laughs> it's like I'm fantasizing. You know, I'm going to keep saying that while I go over here, you know, grumble about things, but I'm going to keep saying that to myself. Or I am a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I am a billionaire. I am a, I can say that till I'm blue in the face. That's not going to drive action. The other way that affirmations will work is if you're affirming the behavior that will get you where you want to go. 
I am specific about how I spend my money to ensure that I'm making energetic exchanges that bring return into my life and are reciprocal building experiences. You could say that over and over and over, and you could continue to affirm a behavior or an action that's going to deliver an ultimate result. <clears throat> so affirmations don't work if we're just stating and claiming something that we want. If they work, so if, if they do work, it goes along with a lot of other things in our, in our emotional landscape of how we're feeling it as we're affirming it and we're imagining something different as we're affirming it. And that's true. Then there's a construct and a way to work with affirmations that works. So I'm just giving you reasons. I'm helping you understand why someone might say that affirmations don't work. Specifically used, they do. What does work for sure is what's called a base repeatable. And a base repeatable you can use is based on something foundationally strong and true about who you are. I've shared this before. You've heard this before if you've listened to me for a long time that a base repeatable for a restaurant is wash your hands. Have you washed your hands? Anything about anyone washing their hands at a restaurant is a base repeatable. You're, you're repeating something foundational to the well, health and wellness of everyone in the restaurant because washing our hands is the number one way that we can eliminate transferring sickness, disease, and uncleanliness and problems that come from lack of cleanliness. So if we're, that's one way to drive cleanliness into an organization. And it reminds us all to be the best we can in the simplest of ways so that we can deliver this amazing experience. So if you anchor that to that overall experience, then anyone, including a CEO of a major corporation that owns 2,000 restaurants could walk into a location and the dishwasher could say, have you washed your hands? And be embraced and accepted and appreciated for asking. And so there's a base for people. And that, that should be driven into the culture. But so there's an example, right? But a base repeatable for yourself might be something specifically about one of your own given strengths that speaks to the foundation of who you are and how that works for you, but also speaks to the overarching goals that you're wanting to achieve and attain. So there's a base repeatable. I like to use Clifton Strengths language to pull those out for people. Languaging is so important when we're trying to do affirmations or base repeatables or something else. And that's one of the things I love about the science of Clifton Strengths is that when you get those results, you know, you're one in 1.33 million percent chance to have the same top five in the same order. So it proves that you're over one in a million. I, I, it's a, an amazing, um, re the results can be amazing in your life. But one of the reasons that that's absolutely true is that with the right help or with your, with your own imagination, if you're good at this, you can pull a bio together or a job description together in minutes by using that, the language that's in the talents or the sentences and statements below the strength themes. You can very quickly come up with um, a, a, a quick version of who you are and how you show up to benefit others around you that will give people a clear picture. So usually beneficial. I like using those and I, I like helping people use those types of results to come up with base repeatables, if nothing else, to learn how to use them and learn how to create them. So when we talk about delivering culture into organizations and we talk about measuring values, we talked about, we talked about integrity. 
we talked about uh, base repeatables and going at that. When we look at other ways to measure values, and you can do this for yourself today, there have been a few experiences lately, though, where we actually took and started measuring values by bringing core competencies down to into the job description so you can demonstrate a core competency based on a value. And if integrity is one of them, I gave you an example for that. But I had another experience years ago that you might find interesting in that prudence became the way of the one of the values. And what prudence meant was important because the owner had a value of prudence because making prudent, wise decisions with finances gave him the emotional framework and stability to know that he was protecting his company and his ability to pay people no matter what happened in the market, no matter what happened with the economy, no matter what happened in any way, shape, or form with anything. If he was being frugal, he had a better chance or prudent it was frugal, penny pinching or whatever. It was prudent for him. And he knew that he could, he had a better chance of making sure that all these families got fed. And that was wonderful. It also could be debilitating to be too prudent because then you're not in a state of flow, of abundance, of allowing a lot to be created and allowing things to happen. But both are really good expressions when running a business. And finding the balance, well, the way to do that was to bring it into the culture and begin to measure that. And when, we, when that began to be measured, it was very simple to look at how does each level in the organization and all the different, different job descriptions of the organization, how do they end up demonstrating prudence in their daily work? And that allowed for less waste throughout the entire organization, more resources at the top of the organization for the owner to then demonstrate that it was important to build into you, the workers, right? You, the, you know, the people that are doing the work, you know, the staff, the, the members of the organization that, that were getting paid so they could have better resources that they were asking for already because there were some more resources to do things with. And because prudence was being demonstrated throughout the organization, then the owner didn't have as large of a sense of responsibility to go overboard being more prudent, which gave everyone else the impression that he was being a tightwad, right? So keeping my language, keeping language very clean for you. So how do you measure other values? I, I want to give you the opportunity to pick a value. And if you'd like to DM me a value, I will workshop it with you over that. If you want to do it even on LinkedIn, publicly, you can do that or on Facebook or wherever you see this, you can call it out right then and there and put a value in the chat and let's workshop that value of how to demonstrate that value in an organization. Because many organizations have different values. Many organizations also have some of the standards, honesty, truth, integrity, punctuality, service, but identifying what that means for you, and I recommend individuals have their own value systems. What are, what are you valuing what you do? Because values are what make up your identity. Are you someone who says, I value family over everything else? Are you one of those people that says, God, family, career, country, in that order, okay? 
Great. How are you demonstrating that? If you look at what time you're spending in your life, are you, is there evidence that you value those things in that order? Right? So values aren't all just about these words that are about ways of being. Values are also things. I, you, it might look like you value work a whole lot more than you value family if you're working all the time. And of course, there's an idea that says, well, I have to work. If you have to work to create resources for your family, then sure, you're putting your family first by working, by doing some form of service in the world that brings in, that's an energetic exchange that gives you resources to be able to feed your family. Of course, that's putting family first. You get to be the one to decide when that goes too far. And if there's no time spent with family and your family is hungry for your time, then that might be something to question. And there's no judgment in any of it. You make the mistake of judging when you do. It's a mistake to judge because when you judge, you're limiting. There is no failure. There's only feedback. You take the facts that you have and lay them out and look in the mirror and get honest with yourself. And then you can determine what changes you want to make that will truly demonstrate what you choose to value because you are at choice. Now, if food, clothing, shelter, and other things are, are lacking in your life, you may have an imbalance and there may be a need to do a whole lot more work. And I specifically have been there and I still made sure that my family was very important to me. You can still demonstrate the value of family in everything that you do, even if you have to work two, three, four jobs. Because if you have value, so it's not about everything else. It's about really truly making sure that you're demonstrating the values necessary in your life. So remove the judgment, look at the facts and give yourself the freedom. Give yourself the freedom to have the facts because all that is, is a new foundation to launch from and to do something better that you'd like to do. So that's the two cents for today. That's the point of today is to have that foundation to launch forward, to use base repeatables and understand the value of affirmations when used correctly. And rather than use affirmations, sh shift into a mode of using base repeatables so that you're actually building something to grow from. Drive culture into your organization by considering values of the organization and drive values into your life by really being honest about what you're valuing in your behavior versus what you would like to value. What is most important to you when you think about it? Always be ready to look in the mirror honestly. Always be ready to, to, to see things that you haven't already seen and ask yourself, what is the number one thing that you haven't considered that should you consider it will make all the difference in the world and affect the most things in the best ways to help you be exactly who and where you want to be. That is the point. And removing, eliminating, and living outside of judgment and inside of valuing things that are important to you is an extremely powerful way to, for, for you to move forward. So. See you in February. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. 
The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.